We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Light Years. Andy Luke, for the first time since 2019, you Warriors have won a playoff series. Where are you at, my man? You know, I, I feel like the Warriors probably feel that they're trying to win a championship and they're like, hey, this is only one series. But to me, Sam, it feels great. I mean, they haven't been here in two plus years. They haven't played a game like tonight. Right, the first three games were were great. The last game was was awesome, and then this game was ugly as hell. But I think if this is what playoff basketball is about, now if the Warriors had lost this game, I would have sat here and told you, Sam, they're not winning championship this, this season because that game tonight, if you're a champion, you close that game. So to me, even though the Warriors played like shit for the majority of that game, I, I thought that they showed that they could win a championship, and it's really cool to see that with the core players that they got with Steph, Draymond, and Clay. Uh, down the stretch, I, it's, it feels great, even though it's just the first round. Yeah, I watched this game on playback. Shout out Tommy, Ryan, Aaron, all the people who came through McWalters. Frustrating game would be the best way to describe mm-hmm. it for me. But it's also a reminder to me that like playoff, it's it's been a minute since the Warriors have had playoff basketball. It's been a minute until I've had to watch them in those type of situations and. Closeout games are always hard, man. Jokic, by the way, I, I hope his hamstring's okay. I mean, the guy's riding the, the bike, monster. all sorts of different things going monster. on. Monster, monster. At different points, closeout games are hard. It does not matter how undermanned the opposing team is. They're going to fight. And they challenge the Warriors there. And you know what? I, I'll ultimately consider this a W for the Warriors. Yeah. I mean, that guy, Jokic, would you say he's – top five he's easily a top five player in the postseason right now maybe even top three right just watching him i don't think the warriors are going to see anything like this dude for the rest of the postseason unless and if they make the finals and Giannis does i just and even then he's just like the way he <laughs> plays is just different than everyone there's right. no other around it like he, he's, right. he's he's slow he's skilled he's like methodical it's just a different type of style to everyone but like yep. that brings up the interesting point so like to me let's, let's talk about this game for a minute and okay. let's open yep. it to the goons for the bigger series to me the number one thing about this game was 
they started with the small ball lineup. They mm-hmm. didn't like how it was going. They didn't go back to it. Like Jordan Poole could not get in the game the rest of the way. And honestly, Andrew Wiggins also did not play mm-hmm. the rest mm-hmm. of the way. Steve Kerr coached this game very much like an elimination game with no favorites. Steph Clay and Draymond That's played yep. 30. They all played over 36 minutes. Draymond played 36. Steph played 38. Clay played 40 minutes. Shout out Clay. Off yeah, of injuries. Clay that many minutes. But Wiggins 24, Poole 26. I mean, they were searching for whatever worked. And tonight what worked was GP2, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's interesting. I think it's interesting Steve kind of went away from, I don't want to say the politics and kind of who you thought was going to play, but like just went with what he thought was going to win yep. the game. I 100% is a great place to start because uh, Steve talked about this like a month ago um, and he mentioned that the Warriors are going to have to make a ton of adjustments and and just kind of roll with who's playing best in the moment, right? And I think tonight was one of those moments. Um, I I felt that Jordan Poole should have gotten a longer leash, but then the longer the game went on, you're sitting there and you're like, well, he's playing some pretty awful defense, right? And you're sitting there and and he's not getting untracked on offense. And we kind of talk about the reasons why, but it's like end of the day, Steve is sitting there and saying, you know what? Let's just go with who I think is filling the Iguodala role. Is Gary Payton the second? Is the guy that's completely locked down on defense, always seems to have his hands on the ball, pause. But also, more importantly, as we see at the end, making those threes, right? We saw Draymond Simmons there, Sam, at the end. He just passed up a wide open layup. But the ball got to GP2. GP2 stood there like Andre always does, looked at the ball for a second because nobody's guarding him and shot it and made it. And I think that's one of those things where that's probably what Steve wants, right? Like if, if Steve had a choice, he probably, he's probably wants the defense first five out there, because honestly you watched that the, the last eight minutes of that fourth quarter, that was incredible Warriors defense, right? That was championship level defense that we've seen for a long time. And they scratched out just enough offense to, to close this series out. It's what it felt like. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think what stood out to me was he just he just went with what was working in those moments. Yep. Um, yep. GP two was clearly locked in. Forget the <laughs> open threes. He was playing defense and getting to loose balls the way no one else was. Like Andrew Wiggins, for as well as he's rebounded the ball the rest of the series, and he did have five rebounds tonight. I felt like he was largely a non-factor in these moments. And same could be said for Jordan Poole. He was struggling to find his offense. Um, I, I want to ask you a question. Mm. Do you think the Warriors did enough to hunt the Jokic's and the Boogie Cousins of the world earlier in the game? Because to me, I was watching it, I was like a little frustrated that they weren't no. necessarily going to them over and over again. Right, right. It's the Warriors, though, right? Like, they never start they never start doing that. That's not option one, and I think that's your point. Now, they go to it at the end. I mean, you just you see Steph hunting Jokic and Cousins relentlessly in the fourth quarter there, right? But the larger point is that why not do that in the second, right? Why not do that in the third? I think that's where some of the frustration is. I think I agree that I think Steve made, made very good adjustments in terms of the guys that he wanted to play tonight and, and just kind of keeping the right guys in. But in terms of the scheme and the way the offense is run, this, this thing was an 80-80 game deep in the fourth quarter. Right. And, and it's not like Denver's, Denver is a special of a defensive team. So I'm with you. Right. That you could probably go to that earlier, but we're used to that. Right. I mean, even when KD was here, I don't, I don't know what you're supposed to do there with Steve. Yeah, exactly. And so I want to move this to the next question, which is rebounding. I think 
I think if we're going to take anything out of this game, it's that <sighs> Denver was trying to desperately get back into the game by crashing the glass and doing anything they can to physically abuse the Warriors. They ended up with 50 rebounds. The Warriors had 37. That's a 13-rebound difference. Are you concerned about this going forward for the Warriors? Now, see, when when she had such a, such a good point, because I think when you talk about who Jokic and even Cousins tonight, who played like Jokic, he was basically uh, uh, <laughs> just another Jokic, right? These guys represent uh, these guys present different issues. I think than what Memphis is going to do uh, to the Warriors, Memphis is going to give the Warriors other issues. Um, but I think specifically around rebounding, I mean, look at Brandon Clark. Clark, look how well he's playing. Like that's a guy immediately I think about. It's like, yeah, that guy's gonna that guy is gonna get a lot of rebounds in that series against the Warriors. So maybe not as big of an issue um, as versus, you know, how the hell are they gonna guard point of attack against Jaw? Like, how the hell is that gonna happen, <laughs> right? So I think that's a larger issue. But maybe some of this, I think you're not gonna see as much just just because we're seeing Memphis downsize so much, and you would assume Memphis is gonna win that series right on Friday. So. Um, I, I don't know, Sam. It's a it's such a hard thing because I think that the Nuggets are so different compared to who they're going to see. Let me ask you this: Do you feel good about the Warriors after what I would describe as oh boy, kind of a tight game five? Is it, it's like I kind of thought the Warriors were going to blow them out tonight. Yeah, and they were down for various stretches of tonight, and at some point in the third quarter, I'm like, oh man, they might lose. Like, well, I mean, they're down ten. Um, yeah, yeah, I was, I was, it was the third quarter. Where I was like, "This is a real possibility they're going to lose the game." Are you? Where are you at mentally with this? <sighs> well, I want to hear. I want to hear yours. So I'll go quickly um, because I'm curious what you think. Uh, I, I'm, God, I'm gonna pull a Samus Vendiari. I'm kind of both. Uh, the first three quarters, <laughs> the first three quarters, I'm very disappointed. To me, that's not a team that's good enough. Like even if they beat a Memphis, that's not a team that can win three more rounds. But and then I watched the last eight minutes of the game and I'm sitting there. I'm like, yeah, that's a championship team. Like that's, that's, that gives me confidence in crunch time that, that Steph is still that guy, that Draymond is still good enough defensively to win them a, win them a crunch time game. You keep a game close within six minutes to go. Like I'm still confident that the Warriors win that game. But the first three quarters, I'm sitting here and I'm just like, dude, are they even going to, are we going to game six? Are we going to game seven? <laughs> right. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of leaning there. Don't tell me you're going to say the same thing. I'm a little more concerned than you. I'm a little um, more like I, I'm watching this and it's it's the first time like, man, they have a lot of stuff to figure out. Like, I yeah. don't know what their closing lineup is. My yeah. big takeaway from tonight was GP2 might be a closing player for this team. Like mm. you watch this team. My big takeaway is GP2 plays with confidence and knows exactly who he is in those moments. Whereas other players, I'm not so sure about. They have a lot of work to do. That's that's what I'm gonna get, come back to. Wait, well, wait, which it's, is, but which is which is kind of maybe backwards because we thought that this would happen in the beginning of the series, right? Right, right. Yeah. And they came out and they won three in a row, and we're just sitting here like, holy shit. So maybe now they're kind of regressing. Maybe this is kind of who they really are, and they've they've maybe hopefully figured some stuff out. But then now you got the second round series coming up. Yeah, I mean, I, I think actually that's a really good way to put it. I assume this would happen in game one or two of the series. Instead, they came out just like barn burner, flaming, just shooting like 90% from three, everyone playing out of their mind. Oh, my God, this team's going to win a title. No one can guard them. And then a couple games in, Mike Malone figures some stuff out. They start crashing the glass, feeling more physical with them. They start kind of overplaying Steph and Poole and Clay and, you know, 
doing some of those gimmick defenses that don't guard Draymond and, and uh, Looney, Looney and those guys. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's, okay, this seems, this seems just like every other team. They have their strengths and their weaknesses. Right. And, and that's just kind of the playoffs. And I'm, I'm just curious to see how it progresses because I well, walked away from game five feeling like, <laughs> well, at least we're done, you know, as well, opposed to like yeah. momentum going forward. And it's okay. The Warriors are going to get four days off at minimum. And if Minnesota wins on Friday, the Warriors are going to get six days off until the next game. So it's not like they need to have a solution today. But I'm watching this. I'm like, man, this team has a lot of work to do if they want to get to that title level still. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, they're not going to figure it out even in the days off, right? They're going to have to figure it out on the court. And, and that's where you and I was concerned to end the season because they haven't played together before. We're kind of seeing it now. And I think the key, the key, the key is Jordan Poole. Um, uh, it, when Jordan Poole is what he was in games one and two, um, this team isn't going to lose. They have the best offense in the entire NBA because um, he's mini Steph, right? But Denver figured out that, hey, we're going to hunt this dude defensively because he's not good right now. And we're going to rough him up on offense um, when he's on offense and, and, make, and make life tougher than, for him. And you can see Jordan Poole struggle a little bit. And that's fine because he's a 22-year-old kid. He hasn't played in the postseason ever. Right? So we weren't expecting him to average 26 points every single game. Um, but the, I think that's the key, Sam. If they can get him unlocked, um, and we're watching a little bit with, with Memphis and Minnesota. I think those are two very young, athletic, fun teams. But like they have a lot of issues defensively, both of them. Um, so it's not like they're the most dip- disciplined teams. Um, so like they, that's, I think, the X factor for the Warriors. They need him to get on track because we're, we're watching tonight. I mean, it's going to be 85, 88, <laughs> late in the fourth if, uh, if they don't have that. I guess they can still win that way, right? We saw it tonight, so. Let me ask you this. How did you feel about um, Steph, Clay, and Draymond in this game? I, wow, we buried the lead. I'm pissed. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm angry. I'm really angry. Uh, uh, Steph, Steph Curry is still – he's still that guy. Uh, you can argue who was the best player on the court. Was it Steph or was it Jokic? But in crunch time, get a bucket – Steve Kerr said, let me put it in, in Steph Curry's hands. And did you see the whole Nuggets team chase Steph for 20 seconds <laughs> from yeah, quarter yeah. to quarter? <laughs> and then Steph still gets the rock. And the crazy thing is he didn't force any jumpers up. I think that's level of maturity. That's, you know, we, we, we see Steph. So he got, he had such easy layoffs. Right. And I think that's the, uh, that's the maturation of Steph and crunch time where it's like, man, you know, you can just go straight to the hole and his finishing is just, look, the guy can't make free throws anymore. So it's a little tough to watch, but, uh, <laughs> he's still that guy in crunch time. It's, it's, I think that's what was like, it makes me feel a lot better is that, you know, we watch all these star players close games and, uh, the Warriors have one of the best ever to do it. Steph. I think we got the full Draymond experience in the playoffs. I think he had moments where you're just like, there's few, if any players who can do some of the things defensively did. But I also think Denver mucked with the fact that he can't score the ball, even though Draymond ended up with he shot 11 it. points. Yeah. He yeah. did try and he had, he had the quintessential Draymond three and then talk shit to the bench. It was just like, I got this, you know, but it's like, it is a reminder, you know, Draymond has to be a scoring threat going forward. And I think actually, despite the fact that Clay probably had his worst offensive game in of the playoffs right. so far, right. I feel like Clay in many ways 
was the one who got the key buckets for this team. Yep. So, yep. I don't know. I don't think any of the three of them played a great game, but I think they all had that veteran maturity in the moments. That that's the big done. one. That that's the it, big one. It's yeah, that that's what it is, right? Because they're going to have big games, but in crunch time, I, I tweeted this in crunch time. The Warriors, this is a must-win game. If the Warriors somehow losses in crunch time, that is not just alarming because they're going back to Game Six. I mean, they probably still win the series, but it's alarming in that, dude, you couldn't close out a home game. Right. With yeah. the amount of experience that you've got with those three guys. And so it, it, as the game went on, you four minutes, three minutes, I sat there and I'm just like, yeah, less and less concerning because those guys, they're just, they're, Clay had a big bucket, left handed bucket straight to the hole. Draymond had a few big stops, right? GP2, obviously, but then Steph closed them out. Like that's, that's what you should be doing. And, and like, we're not going to do a Memphis preview. We're going to kind of wait, but like, that's what they should be doing in close games against Memphis too. Like that's, that's, if it's a close game with five minutes to go, the Warriors should be winning those games with those three guys. Yeah, it's about finding the right players around them. I think tonight yeah. was a weird yeah. one for them. I think Jordan oh, Poole had a, had a tough time. I think Wiggins had a tough time. I mean, they, GP ended up being the hero for me. What do you think about Otto? For, yeah, yeah, I think Otto, Otto played relatively well. He still couldn't hit a shot, but he rebounded. I mean, they were right. desperate for rebounding tonight. In general, um, Otto, Otto made a lot of like small plays that help, but like I, I feel like that's when I say the hero of the night, I'm like, who's the guy who you don't expect to contribute? Who contributed? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and that and and to me that was GP tonight. But let's take it to the goons. Let's take yeah. it to the goons. Let's Goon move time. forward. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? 
you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get Ryan. Ryan up here who watched the game on playback with us. Ryan, what's up, bro? Hey, what's up, boys? Yeah, thanks for having me on, by the way. That was fun. Um, But yeah, uh, what I saw was Steve Kerr in the fourth quarter being like, whatever's working is what I'm putting out there. He wasn't dogmatic about anything in the fourth quarter. He just put in boss man GP2 and let it cook. And yeah, uh, I I think he's going to have to play basically every jaw minute in the next series if we want to even hope to contain jaw. And also 30 not being an idiot to close the game was nice for a change. Like he was just taking layups when they were there. He wasn't going for dagger three pointers every That's, two seconds. Yep. yep. And then uh, Clay Thompson, he was impactful without scoring the basketball. When's the last time you heard that from Clay? 2019. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I appreciate it, Ryan. I thought I think I didn't I didn't highlight this out, but Clay had. Nine rebounds. I can't remember the last time he did that. I do think he he put his imprint on the game, and you know I I appreciate that. I appreciate Clay. Clay, uh, I think something clicked with him the last the last couple months where um, he cut the shit. <laughs> he cut the he cut the. Uh, hey, I haven't played in a couple of years. I'm gonna do whatever I want. And he went back to kind of hey, I'm a winning player. In, in big games. And uh, it's been smooth sailing for Clay since then. Smoothish sailing for Clay since then. Um, it's nice to see. It is. It is. All right, let's move forward. Ricky Garcia. Oh, we got the we got the classic Light Years listeners today. I love it. Hey, what's up, guys? Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, sir. we can hear you. So uh, I also noticed tonight that, um, that Clay played 40 minutes tonight. Um, are you fine with um, Steve? minutes a bit or are you a bit concerned hmm i'm generally okay with extended minutes just because um i trust if it's happening it's because of the training staff i don't trust it's like steve going rogue yeah i (laughs) uh yes yes and uh if it's one person that i think well, I can't even say that anymore because he got those injuries. But it just doesn't it always – don't you just – after Clay's been back and he's been playing so many minutes, doesn't it always just feel – like you just never worry about him uh, ever. It's That's not true. like with, with Steph. It's like Steph falls down and I'm, I'm I'm losing it, right? Draymond now. Draymond falls down. I'm like, oh, my God, is, is it the back? Jordan Poole falls down. I think he's on the floor for 30 seconds every time, right? But with Clay, it's like yeah. – All right, Angel. What's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? It's good. How you doing, man? Good, good. Um, I thought it was interesting how they started with the PTSD lineup. Um, we saw reports earlier in the day of whether they were going to go with it or not. And they subbed out Poole relatively early for Looney. And I was curious on your thoughts to see how that rotation affected Poole on his struggles, whether the rotation or the defensive matchup. Uh, first question. And then second question um, looking forward to the next round, I was wondering your thoughts on Kaminga minutes to match the athleticism. Mm, I like it. I like both questions. So to to the pool thing, I think the overwhelming issue the Warriors have is 
it's hard to play Steph, Pool, Clay together and put to, a good defense together. Yeah. So Steve's struggling with when you go against a Denver team who's keyed in on it and who's rebounding hard, what to do. Um, it's just a roster imbalance issue. Like to me, like I, in general, I think those three should play together, and I think it's the Warriors' best lineup. But like watching this game tonight, like it clearly wasn't working. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Like maybe yeah. maybe if they tried to ISO and pick on Jokic earlier, it would have made a difference, and that's what I would have done. But like otherwise, it wasn't really working too well. Huh? And I think I think good on Steve to where he was just saying, "Hey, I'm out of there now." The, the some of the some of the questions are, and it might not be Steve's fault. Is like, "Hey, he he's playing Draymond and Looney now. Your offense is disgusting." <laughs> right it's like it's like that offense isn't scoring against you and i no. like it's just it's two dudes that just literally don't look at the basket um so that that's the that's the other issue and so i think playing gp2 that that kind of unlocks some of that because not, it's not even about gp2 making the threes right he had a big bucket where they doubled steph gp2 got the got the ball and he just literally took a dribble and finished it at the rim like Jokic isn't blocking him he's one of the he's one of the best finishers at the rim on this team outside of steph it's it's probably like pool is pretty good, but like GP two is is you get him around the rim, he's finishing. So I, I don't know how Steve avoids the Draymond Looney lineup. I think he likes it a lot, but like I think that's maybe a bigger concern uh, for this team. Like how the hell are you going to score <laughs> in Draymond Looney lineups? Yeah, I mean the, the, inevitably they're just making a bunch of trade offs. They they go with the offense lineups versus defense lineups. They don't have many two-way lineups and it's just the reality of this roster right now yeah yeah and then and then you know they're not they're not 16 17 warrior 17 18 right that just it is what it is they'll just have to have to figure it out yep jacob what's up man hey guys um just briefly some of my thoughts on the game some of the some of it's been touched on already but um shout out to nikola Jokic. Um, should be the MVP. Um, Denver yep. is a team along with the Clippers that I think are just going to make the West um, even more of a hell um, for the Warriors in the next few years. Um, and ode to Steph Curry, like Andy said, um, still that guy, always will be that guy. Um, and ode to GP2, um, thank God um, uh, Bob didn't listen to... Uh, <laughs> You know, some of the vets on the team that wanted Avery Bradley <laughs> over him. So shouts. Oh boy. Um, I think he is he is a staple of the closing lineup, you know, depending on the game and depending on the matchup. But, I mean, he's shown that he's got what it takes. Um, then an ode to Clay Thompson. I mean, the guy hasn't played in two years and is playing 40 minutes in a playoff game. And you now I think I'm, I'm at a place where I'm watching this team and, it you know, it feels like it's the – the golden days again, right? But, you know, the big three are much older than they were. You know, it's a bunch of different guys. You don't have KD anymore. So it's like, you know, we saw those two years of, of you know, lackluster Golden State basketball. And now it feels like it's, you know, we're back in 2016. So it's kind of, for me, it's like readjusting the expectations to, okay, it's not always going to be, you know, go 15 and one in the postseason. So I'm thrilled right now to get through this Denver team in five thrilled. Um, so, and my question was going to be about uh, 
kind of closing lineups depending on who we faced in round two. But I guess I'm just going to turn it into, again, at this point, series is 3-2, but anything could happen. Do we still rather... Yeah, yeah, who do we want? Do we want Memphis or Minnesota? What does it look like closing lineup-wise for each team? Thanks, guys. Sorry for rambling. No, Jacob, I appreciate it. By the way, I I appreciate his point about it not being 2017-18. I think it's something we all have to get used to. It's like you have to be – it was uncomfortable watching the end of that game. Where you're just like, dude, are they gonna blow it? Like, know, what's right? going on here? Yeah. You know, like that sort of thing. And like, I think that's just reality because, like, at some point, the Warriors had a roster where you're just so confident they're gonna win in every situation right. that it was impossible for you to get rattled. So it's kind of like, it's nice to get the juices flowing again and have a little perspective on it. Now, with that said, I want to ask you, Andy, who would who would you rather face next round, Memphis or Minnesota? I think Minnesota is the easier matchup, uh, but but I think the series. I think if you're a Warriors fan, you have to see Memphis. It's just it's a classic up and coming team, um, a little overrated in my opinion, but mm. they're 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 going to be here for a long time. They're not going to like even if Memphis loses the series, don't mean that they're done, right? This is not this is Memphis is going to be here for three years at the very least with these young kids and. Uh, you know, they've got a little rivalry, although it doesn't feel like I feel like I don't feel like it's going to happen with the Warriors. I think the Warriors don't really engage in that with Memphis. So, you know, either way, I think if you're a Warriors fan, you want that Memphis series. It's just a fun, it's a fun series, man. And you want to see Stefan Ja go at it. You want to see Draymond and JJ, Triple J, Clay and Bane. It's like, like a Spider-Man meme. That, that's my series, Sam. We need the Memphis Warriors series. Okay. I agree with you. Um, I would also say Minnesota is probably the easier matchup, but, you know. Wow. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Minnesota's the easier matchup. Okay, I thought you said Memphis. I was about to lose my mind. Yeah, I'm with you. Nah, not after yeah, all I'm the – I, I didn't spend all year building up Memphis just to, to back away from it. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get, get to our Mikas real quick. All right. All right. Hey, boys. How we doing? There we go. What's We're up, good. How you doing, buddy? Uh, a little drunk, you know, about to come out and standing outside this other bar, you know, freezing, about to do some shots in honor of fucking Steph Curry being that fucking yes, guy. Sir. Let's yes, go. Sir. Um, sorry, I just woke up this neighborhood on the, the Upper West Side. <laughs> I apologize, guys. Um, but uh, I got three brief questions. I'm going to throw them out. There's a gun to your head. It's uh, game seven. There's five minutes left in the quarter. You're down five. Are you running Steph Wiggins, Clay, Pool Draymond or Steph Wiggins, Clay, GP2 Draymond? That's the first question to win a series in the finals. Second one, uh, is it possible that Denver, despite their deficiencies and their injuries, might be a more difficult matchup than either of the youngsters coming out of the next round because they have veterans, Aaron Gordon, Will Barton, Nicole Jokic, a two-time MVP. Even though they're hurt and they might not be as athletic, they might be more of a difficult match because they're like smarter and don't do stupid shit. We've watched the other series. Both of those teams look drunk regularly. They're like, <laughs> they're like, they're like me right now. They're like, they're looking like me outside of this fucking bar. I don't. I'm not, I think both of those matchups, four game series if it's Minnesota, five if it's Memphis. I was worried that Denver was going to be six tonight. I don't. I'm not worried about six for either of those teams. And then the last question, if we're looking out east, who do you guys pick between Boston or Milwaukee? Because I think whoever wins the series, Ooh. we're going to be facing in the finals. Those are my three questions, guys. Love you. I'll fucking listen to this tomorrow. Enjoy, guys. Mikas, appreciate love it. Guy. I love that guy. Those were high energy questions. Andy, I'm going to let you start. All right. Who am I closing with? 
I am closing with <laughs> this happens every time. I'm closing with the give me the three guards. I trust them pool. Give me GP2 and Draymond. That's who I'm closing with. How about you? Let's look Ooh, hi- hyper small. Hyper yes. small. Okay. Memphis will go hyper small. Give me hyper small. I'm closing with Steph, Clay, Draymond, and I'm still rotating. I feel like Poole and um I still I still want to go with Poole and Wiggins. <laughs> but I'm willing to work in GP2, Andre Godala, and Otto Porter, depending on the matchup. So uh-huh. those those final two spots, I'm willing to ride with whoever's hottest in that night. I just it just feels like GP2 is Iguodala. It just feels like I know he can't pass like Iguodala. He doesn't handle the ball like Iggy, but he just got the big shot making. He's got the it. He's got he definitely the, got the impactful defense. defense. It just you know Wiggins is is good on defense, but GP2 is great. Finish at the rim. He's not scared. He's not scared. GP2 is not scared. You put those four guys like did Jordan you Poole's see? Did you see GP the senior on the bench there? Oh yeah, just oh, looking. Yeah. Looking generally like uh, just pure immigrant dad mode where he's like, okay, yeah, you got to stop. But, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, (laughs) okay, you hit a shot. That's what finally GP2 made a huge play. He's like, okay, okay, you finally have my attention. (laughs) He could could go out there and play better defense than some of the Warriors tonight. You know, I don't think he'll foul. I mean, mean, yeah, he's he's a Hall of Famer. You know, he's. (laughs) He's got some of the best hands I've ever seen. So yeah, but like, but yeah, yeah. I was I was cracking up at him having kind of like a nonchalant attitude when yeah. uh, GP two is making plays up until the end. So he's like, he should be doing this. All right, we got we got two more. Uh, he makes a good point about uh, uh, Denver because I, I kind of thought about this. And I'm watching Memphis and Minnesota. I think there is something to be said to where the amount of mistakes that you're watching in Memphis, both Memphis and Minnesota make, you're just like, man. I, look, Memphis could meet could beat Golden Golden State, but I, I just think the mistakes are just they're, they're not in a seven game series, like in a play in game, like last season, sure, right, like in one game. But I, I, there's something to be said where the the Nuggets, this Nuggets team, has been through a lot, especially Jokic, right? We're talking about the long series playoff runs that they've had and going up against the Lakers and all of that. So I think I think he's got a little bit of a point there, but you know maybe Memphis's talent is is just I think it's a lot higher. Right, so overall talent depth. So. By the way, we got a Draymond quote from post game. You're gonna enjoy this one. Uh-oh. Draymond on his post game moment with Jokic. I told him, "Thank you for making me better. It's an honor and a pleasure to play against someone so skilled. Usually, when you have guys that talented and so skilled, they're soft, and he's far, far from soft. Yeah, yeah. Draymond, Draymond just he's just." Buttering up, buttering up Jokic for the podcast appearance. <laughs> Look, man, he's the best big in the league. I said it all year long. I said it last season. It's not even close. Sam, it's not close. It's not close. And B can't touch this guy. Cannot touch this guy. He's the best. Yeah. I mean, the only the only big who's better is Giannis, and Giannis is a different type of player. Look at the it's segue. Who do you think? Who do you think wins? Okay, points, points, yes. No, no, no. Who points. do you think wins? No, who, who do you think wins? Boston or or or, or Milwaukee? Mm-hmm. i I'm, I'm. This was thrown oh. to be on playback. I'm not ready to make a pick. I was oh. willing. I was ready to pick Milwaukee, but then Middleton got hurt. And now I'm like, 
Oh, I think I might lean Boston. I think I might lean Boston, but I'm I'm not putting money on it. I'm I'm gonna go back and forth on the. This is a no receipts take because I genuinely am on the fence about this one. I know it's. I mean, I I can't even say with confidence, but I just. Giannis is going to be different than than KD. I think KD is is super good, but Giannis is going to run guys over, and uh, he just he's different. And but also at the same time, it's a lot of Grayson Allen, a lot of Pat Connaughton, um, but it's a lot of Peyton Pritchard. A lot of Bob, <laughs> lot of Bobby Portis, a lot of Bobby Portis. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my point. It's it's um, it's gonna be a fun one. That's gonna be yeah. a fun one. Yep. Let's get let's get to our guy Ty. Ty, what's up, man? Yo, yo. So I'm gonna try and go quick because I had a couple things. Number one, uh, some people might get a little weird about this, but Jokic, uh, as you were saying, dominant, um, best big outside of Giannis, and he's a very, very unique like force. Like I haven't felt this way about a player since 2016, Russell Westbrook in that playoff series. Like, I don't know if a lot of people remember, but he was the problem that the Warriors couldn't deal with. And in a similar vein, Jokic, you know, anytime he was going against anybody on the Warriors team, he was at least, you know, 40 pounds and five inches taller or, you know, two to three. Um, so and to that end, I actually think the uh, sorry, the, the last two games of the Nuggets series are going to be is was tougher than whatever Memphis is going to bring, because mm-hmm. the, the Nuggets have a very specific kind of size like DeMarcus Cousins is a better post offensive player than anybody on the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, they're running up and down. They're, they, they're strong, they're athletic. You know, Brandon Clark's hitting floaters. But that kind of size, Draymond Green's the best ever at the at guarding the pick and the roll at the same time. But there's just nothing you can do when somebody's slowing it down, beating you. And they're just such a mentally tough team that I think this will actually, like when we look back, uh, you know, and when we're, you know, cheers, uh, cheers into the, you know, the parade in June, We'll talk about how this was like, even though it was a five-game series, it was the the most mentally stressful for all the fans. But yeah. Wow. Wow. Ooh, hadn't thought about it that way, Ty. Did he drop a step better? <laughs> Shout out to Ty. <laughs> Legend. He did indeed drop a step better. All right, let's keep moving. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Never mind. Sam. Another Sam. Yo. Here we go. Hey, hey boys. How are we? All right, good. Good. Yeah. Um, guys, really appreciate what what you guys are all doing lately. Uh, love these love these after games. My my question, I guess, is like it's like a philosophical one. Like, where have we drunk too much of the Kerr Kool Aid in terms of 
we've got to have these defensive lineups out there constantly. Like if you look, if 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 you deign to look ahead, like if you go Boston, Milwaukee, even like Dallas in the Western Conference Finals, all of these teams are kind of offensively limited. I'm just wondering, is it just time to just unleash a complete kind of massive offensive flow going on? Like, do we just unleash it and just go, fuck the defense, we're just going to outplay you, outscore you? I guess that's my question. Sam, I appreciate the call. So tonight, the issue the Warriors had was no one could get a rebound. So I feel like the issue the Warriors have is if you're going to go with the three guards and the offensive lineup, you have to get rebounds and be able to push and transition. And at least for tonight, they couldn't. Maybe GP2 solves that. Maybe something else does. But, like, that's that's the, that's the what they're going to have to figure out if they want to run. Yeah, I, I think Steve made the right move tonight where it's just, hey, things aren't working. Let's move on. Let's move to something that does work. Now, in fairness to him, Sam, we did not see Looney close, right? I, I, that's a guy where I think Steve probably could have justified saying, well, we need more defense. We need Draymond to roam, right? We need a, we need a lockdown Aaron Gordon on the offside where he doesn't get, like, a duck-in post-up layup, right? Like, he could have probably justified that. But he said, no, I'm going to roll with GP2. He's playing well. Let's close with him. And Wiggins didn't get in until, like, a minute and a half left, and it was almost over by then. So the Warriors, they, they aren't, you know, they, we're all rooting for them to win the title, but they're not this this 2014 to 2019 team where it's like they are the title favorites, right? They're just going to have to figure out who's number four and number five in that closing lineup almost every game. <laughs> almost every game. And tonight – Poole's not in it because he wasn't good. I mean, it just is what it is. And I think Steve, yep. oh, Stevie made the right move. Our friend of the show, Steve Kerr. Max, what's up, man? I, I had two questions. Uh, do you think Gary Payton is better than Sean Livingston? Prime Sean Livingston, not the 2019 one. And do you, what do you think about the people on Twitter that are saying uh, or that are complaining about our crowd, you know, not being as loud compared to uh, the crowd at Oracle. Ooh, good question. <laughs> that one okay. all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So GP versus Sean Livingston. I have a hard time going with GP just because Sean's been in so many big yes, moments. Yes, sir. But I am, I am, I have a fondness for GP too. So like, I, I it's, it's just unfair because Sean's too important to like the title teams. Yeah. Like you can't, like. It's it's unfair to both sides. Twenty fifteen championship, the first one, Sean Livingston was the one that that was on the floor in the run that that ended up ending the Cavs um, in that in that game six. So Sean Livingston's different. He's also a different player. Sean Livingston was a great ball handler, mid range artist, right? Got the teams off. He's like a he's like an Iguodala, uh, yeah, uh, almost. So GP two is le- he's not he's not the defensive artist like like lockdown that that GP is, but. Man, I, give me Livingston. That guy, that guy won this team big playoff games. Um, what you think about the crowd, Sam? I know you weren't there, but it's, it's always. Uh, I thought it was fine. Game. I think the crowd got timid when the Warriors couldn't score for an extended period of time, and that's how every basketball crowd. Like the like, do you want them to go full Philly and just boo the Warriors? You know? <laughs> like, like I, I think I think the crowd couldn't get into it because the Warriors weren't into it. So. Otherwise, I don't really have a real problem with the crowd. Uh, my my thing is, are, are we seeing the Memphis crowd? It's not very good. Are, are we seeing some like I I just 
Draymond is out there and he's he's talking about. Or- I think these players have this have this memory of, of Oracle from like 2015. I was there watching these games, these playoff games in 2018-19. Man, it was the same thing, dude. Um, also, I'm with you. Team playing like shit for three quarters. <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> yeah. Are uh, right, we gonna end it with our guy McWalters? Yo yo, what's up, guys? What's up, McWalter? What's up, bro? Oh man, what a freaking game! God damn, I'm drunk. <laughs> but what a freaking <laughs> game! This was awesome. I mean, who who isn't stoked about seeing the Warriors move on to the next round? Hey, like people like um, Ryan and Tommy and everyone else on the um, playback were saying, I mean, GP2 stepped it up, boss man style, right? He was just there hitting big shots. He's known for that. He, you know, you know him for the dunks and whatnot, and that that was just huge. And the, the kids got balls, man. And and even j- that last closeout he had, um, that that kind of threw off a last three attempt to try to get that game close by Denver was just super key. And you know, like you guys were just saying, Kerr made it a good call. I'm not going to call it a great move, but a good call to just pivot to something else, and that something else worked, which is awesome. And it, we're going to need it. You're going to need someone to be on jaw. You're going to need someone to be on Bane that's not cool. And to know that you have that in your arsenal and you have it in a recent playoff series it, that there is it, just a really great thing. And it's going to be needed in the next round. Absolutely. We should all be stoked for that. And even if Mini does find a way to get in, it plays even more into our hands, which is absolutely great. So we should all be stoked about this. What a way to play! What a way to close it out, McWalters. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. We end it here. We're gonna be back. We're gonna find out who the Warriors are gonna play very shortly. Warriors advancing. <laughs>